Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just $60, bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is supported in part by Australian Ethical. G'day, Lewis. <laughs> Hello, Dan. How are you? I'm very well. I'm a little cold, colder than usual. I don't know if our listeners can hear, but currently I am sitting outside, uh, outside, doing this outdoors. This is very exciting. You look like you're doing some sort of like war correspondent, like you're crouched <laughs> down in a car park. Like you looked at, I you am- look like you're reporting on the Boxing Day sales. I, that's well. I'm actually I'm doing some pre-reporting on the Boxing Day sales. I'm, I'm here <laughs> at Westfield in Chatswood on top of the roof because I'm doing my Christmas shopping and doing my Santa photo. And nothing can stop the Santa photo, Lewis. Not even this podcast. I've had to find space and time, and I've had to try to get tethering working. Uh, I, I hope it's all recording. I hope it sounds okay. But you know, all we can do is hope for the best. You sound weirdly amazing. Are you Santa? Is that what's happening? Are you taking a quick break from your job as Santa? <laughs> My nipples are hard. I could be on the North Pole. This is, what, this is what we're having. Hey, I want to say a big thank you to Joel Pittman, Joshua Nicholson, Toe Lowe's, Stu Holding, and the incredible illustrator, comedian Megan Herbert, who joined us on Patreon this week. Thank you so much. It's a great way to support the show. Head to patreon.com forward slash Irrational Fear. You get an ad-free version of this show. And Lewis, we've got some live shows coming up. I want to remind people, Adelaide and Melbourne are on sale. Adelaide is firming up. We've got Alice Fraser and Gabby Bolt joining us for Adelaide. Mm. But Melbourne is pretty exciting. We've got Alice Fraser, Sammy Shah, and somebody who did the show last year, Lewis, who is excited to come back to do their second ever comedy spot on stage. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. They texted me to say huh. they're in oh, uh, and they're going to do it again. That's it's great. It's going to be you, awesome. If it's who I think it is, can you put me on before them this time so I don't have to follow them? <laughs> the most beloved person in Australia? <laughs> no, no. No, you've got to close the show, Lewis. Fucking you, hell. You, you, we, we can't rely on newbies to close the show. It's a nightmare. We have old hands close the show. <laughs> yeah, so Melbourne, uh, make sure you get your tickets for that. We are 
performing April 2nd in Melbourne at the Capitol, a huge venue, but we've got some great guests, including some others we haven't announced yet. So full announcement next year in the new year. I'm recording my end of Irrational Fear on Gamma Ragal land on the rooftop of Westfield. <laughs> Sovereignty was never ceded. We need a treaty. Let's start the show. Irrational Fear contains naughty words like Brexit, Canberra and Section 44. A rational fear recommends listening by immature audiences. Tonight, Elon Musk appears on stage in San Francisco and gets booed by a crowd of 10,000 of his children. And Scott Morrison claims RoboDebt was not his fault as one of his multiverse clones was Prime Minister at the time. And Dominic Perrottet threatens to shut down Christmas as elves vote to unionise. It's the 15th of December, 2022, and this is the podcast that Azalea Banks refuses to come back on. This is Irrational Fear. Irrational Fear! Welcome to Irrational Fear. I'm your host, disgraced Sky News anchor, Dan Illich. And this is the podcast that takes the week's news and express posts it to the tip. For the final time in 2022, let's meet our fear mongers for tonight. Yes, they are the co-hosts of formerly the Ladies' Guide to Dude Cinema podcast. Now, just Dude Cinema podcast. And they're not afraid to tell you that your favourite film is probably pretty rubbish. It's Beck Charwood and Alex J. Welcome to Irrational Ew. Fear. Hello. Merry scary Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, coming into summer, we've got a big blockbuster season coming up. Mm. What is the dutiest cinema you're hoping to check out over summer? Just just give us one thing. What is the dutiest cinema? I mean, is Tarantino releasing his next film? Because that would be that, basically. <laughs> yeah. Is it, is it Avatar? Is this the new Avatar count? I would have to say the new yeah. Avatar is definitely the dutiest. First of all, uh, it's coming back into our lives after being absent for 13 years, just like my dad. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do a full dude cinema summer blockbuster at the end of the <laughs> podcast, but please... Right. Stay standing for the (laughs) King of Australia. It's now easier to read, Your Majesty. You just put it back. The words are clearer, Your Majesty. Look, I wrote it in Comic Sans. I want to read it in Comic Sans. Yes, Your Majesty. (sighs) Put it back the way it was. Good evening, subjects and people who live in countries we forgot to invade when times were better. King Charles here to wish you all a very Merry Christmas. Just another one of the many goddamn jobs I've had to learn to do at age 75. Did you know that I also have to be the head of the church too? Christ Almighty. 2022 was a year of challenges for us all. Mummy died, and one had to use a blasted inkwell. This year, we're thinking of those suffering at the hands of cancelled culture. Namely, Netflix whose subscription we've cancelled for the entire palace. Our thoughts and prayers also go out to those who are suffering under the rule of governments undergoing bloody coups, like in the Kingdom of Great Britain. But there is always hope. For those of you concerned about Mummy's legacy, don't worry. It's in good hands. Sure, the hands are a little puffy and red, but working fine nevertheless. So from all of the top-tier royals, except for Andrew, we wish you all a Merry Christmas. Oh, God. 
Damn it! Who put this bloody tree here? Why is it inside? Just get rid of it. Just get it. Get get rid of it. Yes, Your Majesty. Of course, Your Majesty. Blasted tree with lights and shit all over it. You can't go chopping down trees. Think of the environment. Oh, bloody hell. It's always good to have Your Majesty on the podcast. All right, let's get stuck into some fears. Two big stories tonight coming from New Zealand. First fear, New Zealand passed a law to ban cigarette sales to everyone born after 2008. Yes, starting next year, the country's smoking age of 18 will be raised year on year. And so eventually it's going to be applied to the whole population. So if you are under 15 now, you're basically going to be banned for life, for the rest of your life, to buy cigarettes. Fear mongers will this outright smoking ban work, Beck? I can hear the youths of New Zealand crying, oh no, I guess we'll just have to vape then. What a <laughs> They don't care. They don't friggin' care. Vaping's cool, guys. I reckon this is uh, smoking admitting defeat. This is what's mm. happening. Ah. They're giving up to vaping and they can't admit it. There's going to be this huge black market. Soon, you know, people are going to be buying cigarettes in school. Like, imagine being, like, the one year above the people in school, <laughs> like, who you can actually, uh, you can buy cigarettes, but people one year below you, you can't. And be like, what do you think about that, punk? You want some cigarettes? No, you can't. It's illegal, buddy. <laughs> I can you can do it all your life. You'll be, be doing it until you're at least 50 or 60 or until you die, you know. There's going to be, <laughs> like, I reckon there'll be a huge black market for, like, almost CGI'd fake IDs because at some point there's going to be a 20-year-old who needs a 40-year-old's ID. So I think that's the black market. It's going to be like the production value is going to be off the chain. And half the people in New Zealand all work at Weta, so they've got the skills to make these yeah, IDs. Yeah, and New Zealand's the home of Lord of the Rings. That's, you know, heaps of production value there. Just go go use their studios. Just Lord of the Smoke Rings now. Just <laughs> seven old guys. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's good. I think um, if there's one thing that we've always learned is that uh, the more rules that are put on cigarettes, the less people want them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's for sure. I do think that, like, the one good thing about this is it does mean that in, like, 20 years, millennials will actually have something that someone else doesn't have. Like, these are our houses now. Like, we'll be mm. out like, do you know Lewis has three cigarettes? <laughs> <laughs> the inflation rates are similar. We'll be basically the last cool generation because <laughs> yeah. you can't be cool unless you smoke cigarettes, you know? Probably the most shocking thing for me in this story is that there are people who were born in 2008 who are about to turn 18 in a few years. No, nah, that's that's, uh, that's that, rude. That, uh, I'm always surprised how time works. I think <laughs> it's going to be interesting. There's going to be a huge black market. Soon people in New Zealand are going to be bumming cigarettes and, and like hiding it as if they were in school. Like yeah. no, no matter what age they are. Like they'll be, they'll be 50 or 60 trying to sneak a cigarette. Mm. And that's such a bizarre notion. We're just going to have to start placing random demountables around the city so people can go behind <laughs> us. <laughs> Irrational fear. All right, this week's second fear. It's another New Zealand story. A tiny room in an apartment has been taken down off an accommodation website after someone suggested it was just a bed in a room that used to be a toilet. Uh, yeah, the lister insisted that it wasn't designed to be lived in full time, but the cupboard-sized room was advertised as, quote, furnished and was perfect for taking naps in. Uh, and you could fall asleep peacefully at any time and, quote, this is a real home, exclamation <laughs> mark. And it was going for... 
$180 a week. Fearmongers, you can rent car parks bigger than this room in, in Sydney. How much was your car park, Dan? <laughs> My car park, I think... The beautiful thing about Westfield car parks during Christmas, Lewis, is, is five hours free parking. Whoa. <laughs> All right, let's do the whole. I've got the Westfield app. Five. This is not a sponsor. This is not a sponsorship spot. This is not a sponsorship spot. <laughs> I like a, a room that you can take naps in and take craps in. Mm. It's a versatile room. They said it used to like it looks like it used to be a toilet, but really like. Any room can be a toilet when you put your mind to it, guys. You know what I mean? <laughs> you just got to work for it. Mm. You just got to believe. You got to believe. <laughs> I think it's always good when you're like going through a post of something, you know, real estate related and someone has to say, this is real exclamation <laughs> mark. It's always a good sign. <laughs> this exists. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. This is real. It means It means that they know it's fucked. The sentence before I feel like is even more threatening. You know, they say this is real exclamation mark, but the sentence before is fall asleep peacefully at any time. Like, <laughs> that feels like a threat. It does sound that like you're getting like... murdered, yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> there is poison in this room somewhere. Is that like like opposed to other rental properties where you can only fall asleep peacefully at 4 and 6 p.m. or something? Like, it's a house. Just fall asleep. <laughs> yeah, it's tr- I guess Where's I guess it's like to give give you a sense of freedom because you you don't have any freedom to hang up your clothes, sure. <laughs> so you you have freedom to sleep anytime you but want. You can that's get nice. that's I, I guess like that. horizontal. Um, the windowless nature of it does mean that it's kind of like a blackout room. So it's like a really good hotel when you get those curtains. It's like you could go to sleep in the middle of the day because you don't know what time it is. Yeah, and you can't buy those level of blackout curtains anywhere. They're hard to come no. by. I can tell you on this in this on this rooftop car park, I could do with some blackout curtains right now. I just love to imagine anyone walking past you at the moment is like, oh my god, that poor homeless man thinks he's doing a podcast. <laughs> They're like, oh great, another white guy with a podcast in Westfield. Oh. This is a rational fear. Y'all got a whole different kind of fucking culture around here. She's never coming back. We are a racist country. Not about to get in front of some audience of white people for them to be throwing shit at me. And finally, since this is the last irrational fear of the year, it's got a real uh, end of school vibe to it. I feel like it's the last day of school. We're really phoning this one in or like me, I'm, I'm car parking it in. <laughs> I thought we would do something a little different. I want to hear your rational fears of the year. What are your nominations for fear of the year? Uh, what happened this year that made you go, oh dear, that's not good? There's a few to choose from for me. Uh, floods, fascism, a return to 90s fashion. All reasons to be scared. But fear mongers, what are some of yours? What are the things, what are the the standout moments of the year that made you go, oh dear, that's not very good? Well, you just reminded me of another one. So now I've got two. But Okay, number one is now low-rise jeans coming back, 100%. And two, my, my main one is Johnny Depp winning his defamation case. That was... Scary AF. Uh, <laughs> a bummer for the ladies. Yeah, it does not yep. bode well for having a good time on the internet as a lady. <laughs> yeah, just when you thought Me Too couldn't bum you out anymore, here comes the Johnny Depp Amber Heard case. Ooh, ooh. Woo! Feels good. So that was terrifying. <laughs> it was definitely one of those ones where you um, learn your bubble. Like the, the comment section of any article about that, I was like, oh, there are people who think that. That's yeah. insane. Yeah. <laughs> I just pretended they were all bots. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I sleep at night. One of my pastimes is reading Daily Mail comments and Oof. it makes me feel like the world is larger. 
that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> that's a nice way of saying that's there's a, a lot nice of dumb way. fucks out there. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Beck? What's what's your number one moment of the year that made you go, oh dear, that's not good? Oh, well, I uh, am an anxious person despite who I am in every way outwardly. Um, <laughs> so I love a I love a spiral. It's never just one fear. It's one fear that leads to another, to another, to another. So what was the first block to fall was finding out that Nick Cannon, Wilding Out host, and Elon Musk, tech fuckhead, both have breeding fetishes. <laughs> okay? That's scary. <laughs> The second part of the fear came when days later I saw a TikTok, right, and this is not facts, but still it's in here so it feels like one that said apparently your fetishes are genetic. So if you have a fetish for something, there's a super high chance your parents have that same fetish. Disgusting. But then I put those two together. And that means that all of the kids that Nick Cannon and Elon Musk are having, they're going to have breeding fetishes. So that means I'm going to say 200 years from now, 92% of the world's population is going to be direct descendants of Elon Musk and Nick Cannon. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh, well, that is one way to populate Mars. That is for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. As long as it's Mars and it's not bloody here. <laughs> <laughs> All the people in Sydney will be Perites. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> my God. I, uh, I went to the school with the Perites. I In fact, I was Dominic's house captain. Uh, I was a oh. year above him in school. When they were at Redfield, they were notorious for turning up to school in, an, in a high ace because their family has 13 kids. So. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, very, they're prolific breeders and good uh. on them. I mean, that's great. Wow. Perrottes are, are really just our own Australia's Nick Cannon, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Lewis, is there a fear or a, a, a moment of the year that struck to you that, you know that what? could I'm be gonna, the fear of the year? I think I'm going to do like a vindicated fear, like a fear that when it came true kind of made me happier. We actually oh. talked about it on the podcast, which was earlier in the year and, in fact, at the end of last year the president of El Salvador, went all in on crypto. Do you remember this? <laughs> That's right, yeah. He was going to and build he, a crypto cryptocurrency for the whole state. He was going to put all of the El Salvador cash into crypto and he, <laughs> he did a big press conference and he was wearing a hat backwards and the whole thing was just incredible. <laughs> At the time, everyone was like, this man's insane. And there was a part of me that was like, I truly believe he's insane and I truly believe this is the worst decision he's ever made because he's betting everything on a unicorn that doesn't <laughs> exist. And then... When it all came crashing, I guess we're starting to see the crash now and the inevitability where everyone's like, oh, wait, we're investing in a dream that doesn't exist. But, like, I know that that's bad news for the people of El Salvador, but it was there was something kind of hope-filled in the fact that you want you were like, this is wrong, and it was wrong, which I feel like over the last few years hasn't been the way it's gone. I've been like, this is wrong and it shouldn't go this way. And then it goes the the complete other way that I'm expecting. Like every everything from like Trump onwards, like nothing has gone. Everything's gone the absolute opposite of the way in my mind it should have. And <laughs> this was one thing where I was like, no, I still have a grip, some grip on it reality. Makes sense, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There is a tiny part of the world that still acts in the way it should. Is it weird that I'm kind of envious that I'm like, yes, it's awful. It's a crazy thing to do. But if one day Albo got on TV and was like, guys, this is going to sound crazy. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm taking the federal budget and I'm putting it on red. I'll be like, oh, don't do that. But what if? But oh, my God, what if? What if we doubled it? (laughs) You might as well double or nothing. Give it a go. 
Hey guys. <laughs> <laughs> Couple of guys just walked past Dan. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh my god. Sorry, Dan just had two strangers walk past. <laughs> A teen in a Chicago Bulls jersey just looked so upset at you. (laughs) (laughs) Who's this boomer podcasting? (laughs) 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 The thing that really struck me this year, I think the moment of fear for me was when Elon Musk threatened to buy Twitter and then forced himself to buy Twitter and then bought Twitter and then is systematically destroying Twitter. And the best thing that's ever happened this year so far was Elon Musk getting up on stage with Dave Chappelle and him being booed for four minutes straight. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. I can't bring myself to watch that video, even though I desperately want to, but I just don't know. I I think a secondhand cringe would just kill me. I mean, for folks who, you know, tour, I mean, Beck, you've played some big crowds this year. Like, you've you've toured with some big names. Yes, Uh, Alan Carr. Who cares? Who cares? (laughs) Who? I've never uh, heard of him. Alan Carr. National (laughs) treasure. Anyway, anyway. Sorry, go on. If Alan Carr got Dick Smith up on stage, uh, (laughs) what do you think would have happened? I think everyone would say, who the fuck is that? Australia <laughs> has no idea who anyone is. Well, what, was Ch- what, was, what do you reckon Chappelle was thinking about when he brought Musk up on stage? I think he's just completely lost his bearings. I think he's like, I think he thinks rich equals cool now. And he's like, he did the sink thing, so he's got a sense of humour. Let's bring him on a fucking stand-up show. I think Chappelle also is running out of things because, you know, he does this thing at the top of the jokes where he'll, he'll say something controversial and then be like, no, no, no. And then he'll do 20 minutes in the lead up to a punchline and he's running out of those concepts. So now he's just going to bring out fuckheads and everyone goes, he turns into Barnum. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Here's a monkey on a, on an elephant. (laughs) (laughs) But also like you could imagine that in Dave Chappelle, the world that Dave Chappelle now inhabits like online or, you know, like the, kind of people that these days are like, fuck yeah, Dave Chappelle, are also like, fuck yeah, Elon Musk, generally speaking. So he would have, I reckon he genuinely would have thought it was a slam dunk. Yeah, so in thinking it that way, it is weird that so many people booed him. Is he that hated that even Chappelle's audience are like, (laughs) nah. They're like, I love transphobia, but I hate this fuckwit. Not (laughs) that guy with all the kids. I mean, if I had to pick who uh, Dave Chappelle's audience, what social media they most flock to, it's definitely Facebook. So a lot of them were probably just like, who's this guy on stage? But it's so weird. Zuckerberg, get a Zuckerberg out here. They're just just booing Twitter. They're like, I don't understand. (laughs) It was a gig in an arena in San Francisco. San Francisco is the headquarters of Twitter. Twitter has just Twitter has just like killed like five thousand people's jobs. Right. Like it's such a strange like as Musk. Why would you want to get up and? Be stand in a room of people who hate you clearly because you just lost heart, you lost all these people's jobs this week. Yeah, unless that's another fetish of his. He's Ooh. got a, de- a what is it? Oh, called? humiliation fetish. Yes, absolutely, yes. he does. And we're just jerking this man off, guys. What we, we need uh, to stop? We need to turn the other way. Ignore the man. <laughs> Ignore the richest man in the world. Did he have a boner? He's not pull there. The, pull the footage up. Did he have a boner? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I know I know. at the top of the show you mentioned Azalea Banks, who's really just teeing off in Australia at the moment. But she is obviously pretty, like, unpredictable to say the least. But she also is, when she's on fire, like one of the funniest people in the world. And she's like a poet when she gets onto, like, a sledge <laughs> situation. And she once called Elon Musk Apartheid Clyde. 
and it's one of the funniest <laughs> things I've ever heard. I've heard that. I didn't know she came up with that. (laughs) She came up with it. She was telling this whole story about how she went to visit Grimes and Elon Musk to, like, collaborate and she got lost in their house and she's just, like, teeing off on Grimes and teeing off on, she's like, apartheid Clyde. And the whole thing is worth reading. It's genuinely the best piece of prose that has been written in the last decade. Uh, In a second, we're going to have a Dude Cinema podcast ranking of all the movies that are coming out this summer. But first, we have another Christmas address from another world leader who's remarking on the incredible profits that the Australian fossil fuel companies have made this year. Hello. Now Queen is dead. It is up to me, Vladimir Putin, to fill vacuum and give Christmas message. 2022 has been difficult year for enemies of Russia, but has been good year for Aussie fossil fuel companies. Thanks to me, Santirmir Putin, I bring you gifts like world peace, voluntary conscription and energy market uncertainty. This means Aussie fossil fuel companies can raise prices higher than six-story apartment complex with dangerously open windows. And if Australian customers accidentally fall out of window, it is their own problem. You're welcome, Aussie fossil fuel companies. And if you look under Christmas tree, I have left 45 billion for you and severed head of beer, just to remind you who your friends are. From all of us here in Kremlin, Happy Christmas, even if you are Western dogs. Thank you, Vladimir. Always good to have Vlad on the pod. This is a rational fear. Elon Musk has shared another opinion to save the planet. The father of 10 children says that the world needs to make more babies and keep digging for oil. If we don't have enough kids, then we will die with a whimper in adult diapers. And that would be depressing. Make more babies. Just pausing the podcast here to say, Lewis, I'm very cold. And I think I'm freezing because uh, of global warming. And I think global warming is a major problem. And that's why I've moved my super to an ethical super company. (laughs) Well, I mean, not to sound like a 2GB radio presenter, Dan, but I think the reason you're cold is not necessarily to do with global warming. It's it's because you're doing this from a roof. Yeah, I'm doing roof of the Westfield. Yeah, that's true. And, and look, yeah. people doing podcasts on roofs, that's been happening for thousands of years. <laughs> and so you can't necessarily put it down to being man-made podcasts on roofs. And what's worse is I'm doing it from fossil fuel infrastructure, a car park. <laughs> uh, and it's not the most ethical place to, to do an ethical podcast from. No. This, this is a very strange ad because no one can see that you are on a roof. But I, I'm just, I have to stress this enough. Dan is doing this podcast on a roof. It's so important that Australian Ethical do good with your super and, and not just invest it morally and ethically, but for as much money as possible. Because I beg of you, Dan, get a studio. <laughs> We're trying. We're trying. We've been doing this, this podcast for 10 years. This is the first sponsor we've had. And quite, quite frankly, uh, it, it pays the bills, but, you well, know. It doesn't put a roof over your head. <laughs> so big thank you to Australian Ethical. And we really value your support. And it's, uh, it's an absolute thrill that you allow us to, uh, to get, keep this show on the road. And I think they're coming back next year, Lewis, which is very exciting. Amazing. Merry Christmas. <laughs> and an ethical Christmas to all. Extra fear. Extra fear. This extra level of fear. Extra, 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 extra. Fear. Extra. 
as we head into Extra Fear, it's great to have some real movie buffs on the show. The Ladies Guide to Dude Cinema, now just called Dude Cinema. Um, first of all, Ladies Guide to Dude Cinema, why did you lose the Ladies Guide part? Was it just because SEO or you were worried that um, Elon Musk would come calling? <laughs> Honestly, it was just because we kept getting everyone saying our name a little bit wrong. Because it's too it's like it's, it's six, six words long. It's too long for people to remember. We were getting like uh the chick's guide to lady cinema, um, the dude's guide to chick cinema, um, lady cinema of dudes. Yeah. My mum this morning called it Go Girl Cinema. <laughs> We've only been doing it for four years, but great job, <laughs> Mum. So cool. <laughs> so we'll, like, we'll just cut it down to two so people can find it. So just dude cinema. That's what it is, everyone remember. Dude cinema. Cinema. Of the big blockbusters coming out this year, over summer, which ones are going to end up on your podcast, do you think? Mm. There are a few coming out. Hey, so as you said earlier, Beck, I do definitely agree. Avatar is going to be on the list for sure because... Like you said, it's been, what, 13 years, did you say, since the last 13 one? 13 years, yeah. And dudes fucking love a franchise that spans decades. So mm. this is perfect dude cinema. And now, similar to Star Wars, it's split a generation. So that is definitely a big pull factor for men. Men love to argue and this is going to create tension and men are going to flock to that <laughs> this summer. Yeah. Oh, next Christmas is going to be wild. Christmas lunches. Allegedly going to be two more sequels uh, before 2028. Judging by the schedule, that's probably going to be closer to like 2038. Again, separating another generation. Another generation. Yeah. <laughs> so when we are a geriatric podcast, we will still be reviewing Avatar. And I'm we'll be, so Well, when we're a geriatric podcast, we'll be watching this TV series spinoff of Avatar. <laughs> yes, in our VR goggles and we're the Na'vi yeah. and we're flying on those big things and we're like, oh, it's not as, the CGI is not as good as whatever Marvel's putting out. We'll say things <laughs> like that. <laughs> also, it's directed by James Cameron, which is, you know, film bro's uncle, basically. James Cameron. Yeah. He loves it. He thrives in a water movie environment. We know this from Titanic. So, look, that does have my hopes high. However, it is three and a half hours long, which is not compatible with my extreme ADHD that has only gotten worse over the pandemic. I will be bringing my phone into the cinema. I will not be apologising for it. Halfway through, Beck, you could just start watching the first Avatar on your phone. <laughs> oh, people get so just mad. and compare. <laughs> I'll be like, why does Sam Worthington look so much older? It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us on Irrational Fear. Really appreciate it. Beck Charwood, Alex J. Uh, what an th absolute thrill to have you do a crossover podcast with us, with me on a roof, uh, <laughs> which is, you know, the, you know, you know, not many people get to experience this and uh, and uh, with good reason. It's not a very practical place to record a podcast. I don't think I'll be doing it again. Well, it's been a pleasure uh, to be a crossover on The Boys Say Some Bad News. Uh, we love it. Thank you so much. <laughs> the Boys Guide to Bad News bad podcast. News. That is great. That is excellent. That's, that's going to go on our festival poster. Um, <laughs> what would you guys like to plug? Oh, well, the podcast, Dude Cinema, you can find us. We're on uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Spotify, Apple. Uh, I'm on Instagram at AlexJ1 and TikTok and Twitter as well. Again, the podcast, I'm just going to say it again so people really, the Dude Cinema podcast. Dude Cinema, Dude Cinema. 
Uh, I am uh, Charles Beckwood on Instagram. That's probably the only place you can contact me. You can try other places. You won't ever get this. Go to Instagram. And I'm touring next year. Come on down. Mm. You'll find the details, surprise, surprise, on Instagram. Anyway, I'm done. I'm sorry. I'm out. <laughs> Everyone is touring, that is for sure. Lewis, you want to plug anything? Oh, Dan, uh, of course, don't forget to buy tickets to all the Irrational Fear live shows next year, of which I remember all of them. Over you, Dan. <laughs> yes. Big thank you to Road Mike's Australian Ethical, our Patreon supporters, Rupert Dagas, Jacob Round for those excellent sketches, Joel Pittman, Joshua Nicholson, Joe Toffs, uh, Stu Holding and the Megan Herbert, the great the great illustrator Megan Herbert for joining us on Patreon. Please hit us up on patreon.com forward slash Irrational Fear. That is it uh, for the year. That is it. That is, we're done for Irrational Fear. Uh, <gasps> but there will be a very special... Best of show on New Year's Day, as per usual, as hosted by Alan Jones. All the best sketches of the year, all in a row. It always does very strange. Like, it's a, it's a dichotomy, that episode. It always gets, like, over 10,000 listens, and I always lose three Patreon subscribers. <laughs> like, it, it's like, it's like the most popular show, yet the Patreon people are like, Alan Jones, delete. It's like, you, haven't listened, you haven't listened to it yet. You, haven't, yeah. you don't yeah. know. It's me, doing Alan, it's me doing Alan Jones. <laughs> are we coming back next year, Dan, or are we, are we cancelled? No, we're back. No, we're not like no, Chris Smith. No, that's actually why we're my... here. We're here to cancel you. We're so sorry. <laughs> we, we work on the board of cancellations. Yeah, yeah. we so will be back. Comics, we have to come for. <laughs> we will be taking a about a three week break. I think four week break, and then we're back uh, first week of February, Lewis. So pop mm. that in your diary. Until next year, there's always something to be scared of. Bye. 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 Thanks, great Christmas. 